Hello, Danzines of the Multiverse. Um, this is the Board Librarians podcast. We are two librarians coming to you from quarantine in Detroit, talking about things you can still access for free with your library card. Um, my name is Simon. This is my co-host. I'm Adam. Hey, Adam. Um, and this week we are talking about Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples' um, saga, which ran uh, Image Comics from 2012 to 2018. Technically, it's still just on extended hiatus, but yeah. <laughs> How it ended, I'm not expecting it to come back anytime soon. Um, but today we are just talking about the first volume. It is a like political sci-fi romp family drama yeah <laughs> very much emphasis on family a lot of family stuff in there yeah big emphasis on family um and how trying to raise a kid even in a perfect situation isn't great but especially when you're in a situation where you're trying to fight for your life it's extra stressful <laughs> very much so very much so yeah and, uh, it's like this is my first time reading any of it and uh i sat down the first thing and like Simon can attest that, like, literally like, ten minutes into me saying I'm sitting down to read the thing, I'm already, I'm already texting, like, I love this comic. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so, so 2012 was a goofy year for me. I uh, was still mostly unemployed after undergrad. I don't think I'd started grad school yet. Um, this comic, like, single-handedly, like, I saw the first issue... I was with an ex at a comic book store and saw the first issue and I was like, oh, sh**. Now you're going to have to censor that again, Adam. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. I learned <laughs> um, how. <laughs> yep. I swear like a sailor, guys. Sorry. Um, but I saw the first issue on the wall and I was like, what? Uh, because so the, the story features um, two people on opposite sides of a galaxy-spanning conflict that have been fighting each other for centuries and eons, and these two, they fall in love, they decide to leave the war, and they're both refugees um, with a daughter on the way at the beginning of the comic. Um, she gets born in the first issue, and you know she turns out okay because she actually narrates the whole thing, which is pretty cool. Um, but it's just, it's very much the journey of how you get there is the entertainment of the story. Like, you know the kid lives, but you don't know how. Yeah. Um, yeah. One little thing I like and, about the narration. Oh, no, sorry. One little thing I like about the narration is, like, obviously the comic is from the perspective of the time that's happening. But they always show, mm -hmm. like, the narration as, like, these little blurbs that are, like, wrapped around things. Like, you'll see it wrapped around a planet in the background or things like that to, to, yep. to, kind, of, to kind of pull you back and remember flashback this whole comic's a flashback <laughs> yeah <laughs> no totally and so the first issue of this comic featured um the mom character uh breastfeeding little baby hazel and it was such a problem and and like uh you know a you know you know the typical people that you think of when you think of people that shop at comic book shops and then seeing someone breastfeeding on the cover of something, it caused quite a scandal at the time. Um, they doubled down on that, and that's actually the cover for the first volume, and then the first collected omnibus edition is just 
a boob-sized planet feeding Hazel. And I always appreciated that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry. That was just that was my chunk of story about this comic that I wanted to give people so they knew how where its politics were. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, also, um, fun fact that like it's not really so much uh, a big spoiler because it's in, within the first volume that they get her name, um, Hazel, because <laughs> they spend a good oh, chunk yeah. of the first section arguing oh you don't even know her name damn (laughs) yeah see i i read this um back when it came out and i flipped through it again for this podcast i'm gonna try super hard not to spoil things that happen post first volume um yeah (laughs) so adam i i know you loved it uh if you want to talk about it for a minute yeah Okay, so, um, I was immediately caught in, like, the, the very first few, uh, few frames and things like that, like, stuff that I was noticing was there was just this, this interesting roughness to the art and everything that I really, really liked. And, like, right there, first frame is, um, it's, it starts with, um, with, uh, our narrator Hazel's, Hazel's birth, and, um, it's, yeah. just a, it's a close-up shot of her mom and you see the first narration just waving around her hair and everything. And it's like, oh, yeah, like um, it was it was just interesting. And they, they start off with a very strong up close shot of um, her mom's face. And it's right there. You can tell, oh, this is somebody who understands how to utilize color, how to utilize line work and everything in order to emphasize what's actually happening. Because there's like there's several things where um the mom is already um, somewhat dark-skinned. Mm-hmm. And um, you can see, like, right around her eyes and, and nose, and, like, it's it's um, it's even darker skin, like, where, where the flush and everything. So you can see that the uh, um, artist understands this is, you know, when people are in duress or things like that, like, like how, how, the fa- how you can express everything that's happening like that. And it just goes for, further and further, and then... Um, they introduce her father and um the two the two have this this like banter going on throughout the whole thing and then it cuts to like the birth within the first few pages and it's it's already a very powerful opening <laughs> yeah this this comic is very powerful it's very emotional um as you keep going and as you spend so much time with this family and the cast of characters either chasing or helping or both. Um, it, yeah. I, I pretty much love everyone in this comic. <laughs> yeah, and they, they, they go on, like, the characters have these great, very memorable designs, um, and then, then yeah. like, it's immediately, they're, they're immediately interrupted, and um, not really a spoiler, by Baron Robot the 23rd. Because there's an entire monarchy of robots that go by the name, like, Baron or Prince or Princess. Yes. <laughs> I do believe the eventual antagonist is uh, Prince Robot 4. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they're, they're fantastic. Like, they're, that's actually a group, like, I really am interested in from a style uh, perspective because they're, um, yes. they're very much... Um, they, they're robots, but they're... Like I would probably say partially organic. Um, yeah, because they can have babies. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they but, have TV heads, and that's one of the things I really love is the TV heads kind of indicate like their yes. emotions and things like that. Like they, 
Oh, the, it's so good. It's it like they they make use of the that kind of character design for just great great examples, and all the characters well, like have unique can... things. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Like, you can see on Prince Robot 4's TV face when he starts having war flashbacks because they start playing on his TV face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. exceedingly good what they do with that. Um, and then they've got, yeah. like, the other, the, the freelancers who come in at a later point. Yes. There's a group that is the, yeah, the, um, the primary female lancer known as The Will. <laughs> yeah, all the freelancers have the same naming convention. It's a The and a characteristic um and they never really get into explaining why that is and it's one of those things it's like it's so cool and you know immediately if somebody is a mercenary or a freelancer you know immediately if someone is affiliated with either alana or marco's homeworld. um yeah it's the names are it's so well thought out every single piece of this comic mm-hmm. it's very much very well thought out um character that gets introduced um that i really that i i almost immediately fell in love with is uh, a ghost named isabel <laughs> yeah the ghost babysitter it's so good she's just it, it it's it she's just like it, it, like when they when everybody freaks out it's like ah, i'm gonna kill it's like i'm already dead you can't do anything to me <laughs> right <laughs> um yeah so the the first the first couple issues involve them trying to escape into space and part of that involves going to a haunted forest to steal a spaceship and that's how they meet um the the ghost babysitter she's like yeah i'll help you if i can go with you but i gotta be bonded to your daughter for it and they're like oh you're the babysitter i guess (laughs) (laughs) and she's just she is just fantastic the entire way through (laughs) yeah and um one of the freelancers the will has a giant sphinx cat named lion cat where literally all it does is just say lying when someone is lying in his presence. And it's just, it's really funny and really well done. And they can do, get, they get so much mileage out of it. Like um, there's one yeah. sequence, I'm not going to spoil what's going on, but is there's a point where they're like, we can't, we can't let your pets in here, but it's my partner. Well, we also can't let your firearms in here. Well, buddy, I'll see you back at the ship. You probably wouldn't have liked this anyway. Lying. Lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And I got to say, it, it reminds me of Groot a lot. But again, this comic started in 2012. It was well before Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> well, probably not before the comic Guardians of the Galaxy. No, before not before the, the, before the, comic, the Before yeah. the movie came out. So um, it was, once again, using that whole situation of a character that you can get a lot of expression out of minimal, out of a minimal um, use of words. Dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And like this comic, it's clearly has a lot of heavy influence from Star Wars. It has a lot of heavy influence from Battlestar Galactica. But at the same time, what it did with those ideas, turning around and focus, like hyper focusing it on the survival of one child, but not because she's special or a savior. And she says that a lot in the narration, but just on the idea of every life is worth protecting and this is just one person's story. Um, it's, it's influenced so much since it came out. I really can't emphasize enough how good this comic is. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it should probably be noted. Um, not for kids. Not for kids. 
No. <laughs> Probably should have led with that. Um, I will make sure that that goes into the description. Not for kids. <laughs> yeah. No, it rated M for mature for sure, but it's not, it's not like lurid or pornographic in any way. It's literally just like, these are the realities of a war and this is the realities of a relationship. And it's just, it's uncensored in that way, not for any like titillating details. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah. Um, very, very much so. And again, character idea, character designs that are great. There's a character that you meet later on, um, uh, another one of the freelancers, the stock, and she's just got such an awesome design. <laughs> she's so great. Um, yeah, there's. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I almost just spoiled something huge about her, but I'm not gonna. Not gonna. Um, <laughs> so I guess I should just. Just so this comic, just so this podcast isn't just me going, this comic is so amazing over and over again. I will say this is one of the best sci-fi stories I've ever read, like, as it goes on. It really shows the power of the genre to reflect and inform our own reality. Mm -hmm. Um, It shows how sci-fi doesn't have to be just very technical all the time. Like, this story is very well planned out it definitely has its own set of internal like in-universe rules but at the end of the day the thing that drives every single aspect of the story is the love that you know marco and alana have for their daughter um yeah and it's just it's powerful and it's nice to see that especially right now Mm mm-hmm um yeah. one of the one of the features of this of the story is um and this this is another thing it's not a spoiler is just the discussion there's an author within the within the story and yes. the, one of the books they wrote and it's it's got a great meaning to alana and like everybody else is like talking about like how this story is just boring nothing happens it's like sometimes yes. that's all you need sometimes it's just right the story itself is what's interesting yeah and as a librarian, I got to say, well, as a librarian and somebody who was an American culture major in undergrad, I love how this comic posits that, like, your random trashy dime store novel can actually be an agent of change yeah, <laughs> if the right exactly. person reads it at the right time. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Be- yeah, because that's how Alana and Marco fall in love, is Marco was a prisoner of war and Alana was just reading him that book. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's... It's so good, and uh, yeah, yeah like, again, I'm, I'm literally flipping through it as we go through looking for things to talk about, and it just got more of Isabel just being best babysitter. It's like, like talking like, like, like Hazel is having um, crying fit, and it's like, oh yeah, you've been burping her all wrong. You gotta give her a good whack right between the wingtips. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oldest of seven. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. No, and I, and I love how so much of like, the early drama is just them not used to being parents. Like yeah. Marco's parents join them eventually. And they're just like, Oh yeah, that's all normal. You're fine. You didn't break your daughter. They're resilient. We swear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I, right now I'm on a picture of, I'm a picture on a picture of the will. <laughs> and he's just eating cereal. He's just eating cereal. Yeah. It's like, like, Oh, <laughs> he's eating, he's eating intergalactic fruit loops. <laughs> oh yeah totally (laughs) like like we look at that like it's like one of those things where it's like oh man if i were in a crazy science fiction world which by the way if 
we are in a crazy science fiction world right now (laughs) that's true but like in in like a movie world type thing like like everybody's like oh what world would you go to i'd be like uh take me to one of those take me to one of those slice of life worlds where nothing actually out of the ordinary happens because most likely what would happen if i were in one of those other crazy worlds i'd be one of the i'd be one of the collateral (laughs) yeah yeah let me let me just be in a world let me just be in the world where things are slightly whimsical and i can still eat my cereal (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah i think that's kind of all any of us want (laughs) that's all any of us wants right now Mm -hmm. um Oh, I will say uh, the first volume, I don't remember how, but by the end of the series, for sure, it is a full rainbow cast of characters um, that are treated very well. Um, this this comic has won a lot of awards and it very much deserved all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah like the art is great. The character designs are amazing. The character designs are amazing. Like it, a lot gets told just through environment and everything. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's just a really, really good comic. And yeah, I mean, I've still got to finish reading the, the rest of Wiktiv, but this is, this is bumped up to right after I finish Wiktiv, I'm going to be finishing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, <laughs> when you get to the ending, ending, call me because well when you're done weeping call me um, yeah well yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah because i ooh, i still don't know where they're gonna go from there it, it ended on such a cliffhanger <laughs> Oof, interesting i'm i'm looking forward to it yeah but it ended on a cliffhanger two years ago and who knows um oh in comic publication news i uh i don't know how many of you are aware but single issue comics have ceased printing even back in March. There hasn't been any new comics coming out for months. Um, but apparently in the next couple of weeks, those are going to start up again. Um, we nice. might do a quick, like, these are the single issues that we're reading this week <laughs> and that kind of thing. Support your local comic store. Yeah, because um, a lot of them, a lot of them, like uh, the one near us, uh, Vault of Midnight, little little shout out there, um, they, they will still do yeah. orders and stuff like that. Yes, and curbside pickup of um, collected volumes and whatever single issues they still have kicking around the store, totally. Um, but if you don't got if you don't have that option, we still like I said, we've got Hoopla, um, which again, if you're a Detroit resident, you get 25 checkouts a month. If you have any problems with your library card, hit up our website. We've got a handy dandy little form to fill out. Um, and yeah, just just check out the comics on Hoopla because like again. Saga came out, this first volume came out in 2012. There's so many interesting, came out a couple of years ago titles that you probably missed. So check them out. Absolutely check them out. It's, it's, it's fantastic. And you, you never know what, uh, what little nuggets you, you'll find in there. Like I was just, I was geeking out last night because I was, I was just sifting through further things to, uh, look at. And I, I, I geeked out, uh, to Simon because, uh, little, I'm not going to say it out, to, out, out loud to you folks because it's going to be a surprise, but uh, found yes. something I'm just like, we are totally going to be doing. <laughs> oh, we absolutely are, yes. Um, and I think we, we've been doing comics for a minute. Um, at some point, we should also mention that Hoopla also has music. Oh, yeah. uh, just albums. Instant streaming albums for free on your library card. We might do a couple of those later, too. Yeah, that'd be actually pretty <laughs> cool. I mean, hey, I, yeah, I yeah. don't consider myself... I don't consider myself a... Uh, a uh, music expert, but I know what I like. 
Oh boy. So see, th this would be kind of fun then. Um, let us know if you want us to do music um, in future podcast episodes because I used to play like 15 instruments, so we could finally switch. <laughs> I played a piano and then, you know, I got into computers and the piano went away. At, well, it's the piano is still here. <laughs> it's just, I haven't, I haven't played it in forever. And uh, the last instrument I played was a flute. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, all right. Um, I do believe we have, again, discussed about as much as we can discuss about Saga without spoiling the entire... I mean, other than, other than me gushing about, uh, again, use of color and stuff like that, I mean, a certain, a certain uh -huh. more, um, colorful section of the comic, uh, I think Simon knows, <laughs> Simon knows where I'm talking about, you'll, you'll see it from yeah. the it. but, uh, the use of color is just wonderful to just showcase the, um, differences between the stark war torn the calm um the calm quiets and then you know the uh the oh i've got to go do something crazy to to unwind and it it's it's fantastic yes. but but yeah um and i and another thing i will say is this comic had the same creative team for the entirety of it it was every single issue was written by brian k vaughn every single issue was drawn by fiona staples they are honestly both creative geniuses um Brian K. Vaughn also wrote Why the Last Man, which is also on Hoopla, and that is a sci-fi series about a planet full of women and why is literally the last man on the planet um, and the various things that come up from that. It's not handled the way you'd think. It actually, it's very subversive and surprising. Yeah, um, I, I, I flipped through it. I haven't actually read it. Like, um, I, I, I noticed yeah. it when I was, uh, when I used to work at, uh, so, um, little history, I used to work at Grand Rapids and we had a few copies of that. And, um, truth be told, yeah. my boss, my bo it's so far gone. My bosses don't need to know that sometimes I take a couple minutes and just sneak a peek at what the comics were when I was supposed to be shelving. <laughs> Gasp. Um, we all right. do it. We've all done it. <laughs> yeah. No, shelving a book and you're like, wow, that looks interesting. And then you flip through it for a second. Of course, everyone does that. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Actually. I think it makes us better librarians because then we can talk more about books. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically what would then happen is like, Oh, well, like if I found something that was, that was yeah. really piquing my interest at the time, pull it off, put it to the side of the cart and go check it out when I left. <laughs> yes. Um, Ooh, I would also say, uh, he's also gone on to write now that, um, saga is in hiatus. He started, uh, paper girls, which is also on hoopla and is a lovely, like, if you liked, um, Stranger Things, you'd like Paper Girls. Um, and then Fiona Staples, she's drawing the current Archie comics um, and doing her own thing. Still basically just doing, um, she's doing like Gods and Monsters, Thunder Agents. She's basically just like an in-house artist at Image Comics. And I'm proud of her. She's great. She's got a really good style. Like I said, good use of, she's got great use of strong line work and uh, excellent command of color. Like the line work really sells it. Like you can tell when you can, it, just a good command of how to make um, just the line work look like whether things are calm or when things are, are hectic. It's great. Yeah. It's also one of the few comics that I go through. Um, so when you get comic collected comic volumes like this on Hoopla, a lot of the times at the end, they'll have, pictures of what each of the individual issue covers look like nine times out of ten i skip those not gonna lie or just i flip through them real quick i'm like ah oh, cool whatever this is one of the only ones where i actually like i'm excited to see what they were i like i might even like put a bookmark in and go to the back and look at what the issue 
cover was because she drew all the issue covers too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is actually usually a rare it's thing. Rare. In comics. Yeah, you usually get somebody, yeah. a, a guest artist, to do the to do the uh, the issue covers. Like I don't know how many times I've got picked up a comic and not actually reading the cover for who's actually the artist. I see, oh hey, there's there's an Alex Ross piece on the cover. Maybe he did the artwork. No, nope. no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> But yeah, she did the she did the cover for all the individual issues. She did the covers for all the collected editions. I'm currently staring right now at what they're calling Saga Compendium One. I'm kind of bummed because this is the first one that doesn't have Hazel breastfeeding on the cover, but it is the first 54 and so far the only 54 issues collected all in one book. I might have to get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway. So yeah, we've rambled quite a bit about Saga. Oh yeah, hope you enjoy so. it. It's lovely. If you like Star Wars, Battlestar Galactica, if you wish sci-fi could be more focused on family things, Saga, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially if you like your sci- yeah. your sci-fi to have a little a little bit of magic in it, because oh yeah, plenty of magic. In yeah, because they're hand yeah. In, they go hand in hand. <laughs> they do. I mean, really, anything. Anything that's sufficiently unexplained basically just switches from science to magic. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we will see you next week. Um, spoiler alert: we are handling. We're doing one of the TV shows that Hoopla has. Oh yeah! Next Looking week. forward to it. It's gonna be good. Yes. Um. So temperature check, real quick, before we leave today. What have you been up to this week, Adam? Well, um, over the weekend, I finished watching the She-Ra, the, the last season of She-Ra, and I can admit, as a 34-year-old year, man, I uh, wept because I'm <laughs> at a children's show because it's a good children's show, and I've been watching it from, from the yep. get-go. <laughs> sure. I, I cried at the end of the show we're reviewing next week, too. Oh, my so. God. Of course. Yep. So did I. <laughs> but I uh, cried a lot in the show that we're reviewing next week to the point that the Internet's nickname for it is the crying and singing hour. And it's like, yep. Yep. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've been doing that, and then I finally dug out, like, I was like, oh, I have this game I should be, should be, should have played a long time ago, it's been sitting in my Steam library, I've been playing Deus Ex Human Revolution, or, not Human Revolution, uh, Mankind Divide. Oh, nice! Yeah, because I love the Deus Ex series, and uh, things just came up in 2016 when I got the game, and I'm like, I just don't have right. time to play it. Now it's like, I suddenly have time. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, go see I know, this. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> How about you? <laughs> Um, uh, that's me and going through the boxes in my basement. Um, <laughs> I bought my house exactly a year ago now and, um, yeah, what a time to buy a house. And I pretty much just kind of like panic moved everything and didn't really spend a lot of time. There's like random stuff shoved in boxes still. Um, so yeah, I found a box of DVDs and Blu-rays and records and so yeah. I found my my Devo Energy Dome hat. That was that was kind of fun. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing: going through boxes, gardening, um, listening to a lot of records. Yeah. Yeah. Should Cooking. also should also be important to note, folks. Like, don't feel bad if you go through a day and you feel like you haven't accomplished much. Remember, your, oh, yeah. your value is not based on whether or not you accomplished something big in the day. <laughs> Sometimes oh, no, totally existing <laughs> is just fine. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
sometimes you just need to veg out and stare at nothing for a while, and that's fine. You are going through mentally quite a lot right now. <laughs> so do not beat yourself up. All right. That was, that was a good temperature check. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. Um, we will. We'll, well, you won't see us. Um, we'll see each other, I guess. But yeah, you'll hear us next week uh, talking about a TV show on Hoopla. Um, we will see you then. This is, once again, this has been Simon, and... This has been Adam. Woo! See ya. Later, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye.